Good morning. I want to thank you for once again joining us in our study of the book of Proverbs. We're going to finish up uh, this morning. We will cover chapters 28 or 29, 30, and 31. Forgive me. Uh, and we will finish up uh, the book of Proverbs today. I'm excited to walk through this one with you. Again, let me bring you through our journey so that we see how it concludes and we see uh, how uh, the book of Proverbs is finished up, wrapped up, and we're going to have a nice bow to put on it here at the end. Uh, We saw that Solomon was really in charge of writing most of the book of Proverbs and that he saw wisdom, this is wisdom literature, as a gift from God that it was granted to him by God and you could only walk in it through God. Remember, he says at the beginning that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And that's the lens that you need to read all of the book of Proverbs through. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We see that uh, we have a, a father and a son ideal where a father is instructing his son how to walk in wisdom. We see that he introduces uh, his son uh, to a, a woman, the wise woman, this teacher who comes alongside and helps him understand the lessons as he's going. That wisdom is not just understanding that puffs us up. No, it's, it's an understanding that motivates us to move and to live in a way that walks in righteousness with God. There's going to be things that try to grab our attention all along the way. The world will not like the things of God. It will not like the wisdom of the Lord. And people are going to try to say that this is right or this is right, when in actuality only the Lord's path is correct. We see that it is a fearful thing for us to fail. It is a fearful thing for us to watch others fail. And when we do fail, the only thing that we can do is to fall upon the grace and mercy of God. So here at the end, we're going to be really looking at chapter uh, 31. And let me just start off by reading uh, verses 1 through 3. It says, The words of King Lemuel, an oracle that his mother taught him. What are you doing, my son? What are you doing, son of my womb? What are you doing, son of my vows? Do not give your strength to women, your ways to those who destroy kings. Now, now what is this? What is this? And and here in just a moment, we're going to finish up the chapter and the book. But what is this? Well, this is an oracle that was given to King Lemuel by his mother. And his mother is looking at Her son saying, what are you doing? You are giving your strength to women. Okay. One of the practices that kings used to do almost in a boastful way, well, it wasn't almost in a boastful way, it was absolutely in a boastful way, is that they would take many wives. They would go into a land. They would find... uh, a young lady that they thought was attractive or that they appreciated, and they would take that woman as their wife. And then they would go over here and they would do the same, and they would go to this place and do the same. And they would have multiple foreign wives. Now, as I'm sure you can imagine, to divide your house that many ways is a recipe for disaster. To divide your house by a foreign 
wife who understands a foreign God and to listen to her voice is a disaster. But to duplicate it and to multiply it and to continue to add to those voices that are in your ear that are constantly pulling you to a different and a wrong way of worship, a wrong pursuit of a wrong God is a recipe that will bring kings to ruin. It says, do not give your strength to women, your ways to those who destroy kings. To have multiple wives, to divide your life into multiple areas that pull you away is only going to destroy your life. That was true of kings then. It was actually true of Solomon. Solomon didn't see this wisdom very clearly. But it was true of kings then, and it's true of our lives today. Not that we have multiple wives, not that we have many uh, uh, actual wives pulling us in different directions, but we allow things in our life to have our ear that pull us in so many directions. That will destroy you. That will absolutely rip you apart. In contrast to these words, Chapter 31, verses 1, 2, and 3. Chapter 31 ends with a look at what is better for your life, for the way that is right, for the wisdom that fears the Lord and walks in righteousness. These are familiar verses read at so many weddings, and and it's a poem. It's a beautiful description of the excellent wife, Not an excellent wife when compared with others, but no, the excellent wife. Verse 10, an excellent wife who can find she is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night, provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it with the fruit of her hands. She plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. I'm not going to read all of this, but what does this do? This compares and contrasts a woman who fears the Lord, a woman who doesn't yell or seduce with with words that are glittery or poetic, not someone who draws your attention over here instead of where your mind and where your thoughts should be, which is the wise path of God. No, this is a woman just like the teacher that we saw so many chapters earlier. This is a woman just like uh, the father who says, I want to walk with you, son, in wisdom. This is someone who is quiet, who is excellent, who does what they're supposed to do. 
And as you walk in wisdom, you look beside you and you see that this person is walking in wisdom beside you. Now, true, your path of wisdom might look a little bit different. For a man, it was very different. What they were supposed to do was work the fields and they were supposed to go out and they were supposed to work a trade. They were supposed to do something that was different than their wife. But when they look beside them, what they're supposed to do is they're supposed to see a wife that's walking in wisdom parallel to their life. It's not walking in wisdom and trying to have a wife over here, over here, over here, and over here that are pulling you in other directions. Rather, you look and you see someone who's walking beside you. And this is meant to be for a husband and a wife. But it's not merely just for a husband and a wife. It's for all manners of relationship. The people that we pull closest to us are to be the people that we desire and have walking in wisdom with us. Who Their path of wisdom, we don't all live in a cookie-cutter lifestyle, so our paths of wisdom are not going to look exactly the same, but they're going to parallel, and they're going to walk in the fear of the Lord. Why? Because that is the beginning of wisdom. Oh, it is a righteous and good thing to walk in wisdom for a father and for a son, for a teacher and for a student, for a husband and for a wife, for a church, for a believer in Christ. It is a good thing to walk in wisdom and to walk with others who are pursuing that same goal. So I hope you've enjoyed our study through the book of Proverbs. I know I have. I hope you found this insightful. And I look forward to jumping into more studies with you as we continue our studies through the Bible and we take it uh, one step at a time to get through the entire Bible in a year.